Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 5, episode number 20. Got another solo show for you today, but I got a good one. Uh, Last week, I was able to uh, do a presentation on a virtual coaches clinic. And this clinic is, oh man, it's, it's awesome. It's got over 200 coaches. There are, I think, around 13, 14,000 coaches uh, from around the world that has taken part in in this uh, online clinic. And I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, present during during this during this uh, online clinic. And I've actually talked about skill development, but I, I, of course, you know me, I did something a little bit different. A lot of the coaches that did skill development talked about drills and their philosophies and, and thoughts on, on, you know, different aspects, whether it was ball handling or how to, you know, um, do shooting or, or a number of different things. And so those things are cool, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I did plan, prepare, and execute your skill development. And I talked about a lot of things that I felt like coaches need to know in order uh, to put together a really good workout, quote unquote, workout or or training session. So I took a a little bit of a different approach. I think it went really well. Uh, There were over 200 coaches that that had logged in and and checked it out. So um, very appreciative. I was very humbled by that um, to to see that many coaches want to just at least see what I was talking about and check out the, uh, the presentation. So, um, that went really well. Got a number of different coaches emailed me and I, and I emailed them all back, gave them some information and, you know, and just trying to give back as much as possible. Uh, sharing, sharing the game is what, is what I was wanting to do and trying to accomplish. And so, um, when I did that, I had a lot of coaches ask me or, or, you know, email me about putting together a plan. They had never really thought about it in that in that way. So um, it was it was good to know that was something that they that they needed. So today I'm actually going to talk about how to create a skill development plan. I mentioned this a little bit in my presentation, but I didn't get a really, really good chance to kind of really dive into it. We have a you know, we only had like a 45 minute to an hour um, uh, segment to be able to give out as much information as possible. So I'm going to, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper in that today. We're going to talk about how to create a skill development plan. I have actually, uh, seven tips that I wanted to share. This is pretty much some of it's the same thing I talked about in my presentation, but again, I'm just going to talk a little more detail about it. So y'all make sure to stay on after the show. I'm going to give y'all my contact information. Uh, y'all make sure to, you know, reach out to me, of course, if you need anything. And I've been telling coaches that ever since last Wednesday, and, and they've been emailing me, and I'm emailing them right back, giving them information, I'm giving them, you know, anything that I can that they can they can help them. Okay, so let's dive right into this. I'm not going to try to be too long-winded. Uh, but I want to give you give you all some really good information. So how to create a skill development plan. So the first thing that we must do as coaches is we have to establish core values and a philosophy when it comes to skill development. OK, uh, now me personally, 
when when I'm doing my skill development, I have a set of core values that I try to get my kids to understand that can be applied on and off the court. Okay, now it doesn't necessarily mean as a coach that you have to try to incorporate life skills or anything like that. It's just that's just something that I like to do because I feel like sports or general or generally speaking sports, but specifically basketball have so many lessons that you can learn. So with me, with some of my core values, you know, and these are just things that you have a strong belief in. I think that it's important for players to learn how to play through adversity. You know, when things are not going well, when your training session is is not going the way you want it to go, when you're not making shots like you want to make them, if you are struggling with picking up a concept or a technique or a skill, you know, how are you going to respond to that? How are you going to play? Are you going to just shut down and hang your head? Or is that player going to try to will their way through? So I think it's important for the players to learn how to play through adversity. So that's that's one thing that I try to uh, to really stress when it comes to core values. Uh, I talk to them about being fearless. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Okay, I, I, that's one of my rules. Um, I have three rules, and one of them is don't worry about mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. That's what you're here for. You're here to get better. You're here to learn. Um, and when one of the best ways to learn is by making mistakes. Okay, and we learn when we when we quote unquote fail or make mistakes. So I, I want them to be fearless. I don't want them to fear making a mistake because a lot of times it's not the mistake that the kid fears; it's the reaction that they get from a coach. Uh, I have a nephew that that used to play on the team, and if they made a mistake, they would get in trouble. That didn't make any sense to me. You know, you're in second, third grade. If if you're working on ball handling, you know they haven't mastered it yet. Why would you why would you punish them with push ups or sprints because they're dribbling and they lose control of the ball, but then you're telling them to get outside their comfort zone. You know, so you know, that's not to me I don't agree with that. Okay. But we want to be fearless. Another core value that I have is trust. Now, when I work with a player for the first time, I tell them, look, I need you to trust me. I know you just met me. I know you don't know me. Um, I know you don't know anything about me, but I need you to trust me. So I have to build that that trust, but I'm working with that player on trusting, trusting me, and then they got to learn to trust themselves. Okay, so what I mean by learning to trust themselves is when a player comes to me and they're wanting to improve on their shooting, their ball handling or whatever, they're going to do what's comfortable. That's what they've always done. But as a coach, I got to get them to do some things that's uncomfortable. And so in order for that player to do what's uncomfortable, they have to trust me with what with the information that I'm giving them. And they have to trust themselves to give it a try, because if they don't think that they can make the shot or they can keep control of the ball, then they're not going to trust themselves to to try to perform that skill. So I got to build trust. Um, another one is accountability. You know, we got to hold the players accountable for their development. I mean, it's just bottom line. We have to have to hold them accountable. Um, if you're a, if you're a private coach like me, I meet with a lot of kids one day a week, sometimes twice a week. Now the other five or six days, they have to be doing something on their own. So if I meet with a kid every Monday, and I work with that kid on Monday. 
and I give them a homework assignment to do during the week. And when they come back the following week, I can tell if they've done it. I can tell if they did it the day before, like cramming for a test. And if they don't do it, I have to hold them accountable. I have to tell them, look, you're in the learning curve. If you want to stay in this learning curve for an extended period of time, keep doing what you're doing. But if you really, truly want to get better, you got to do the things I'm asking you to do outside of practice, outside of these training sessions. One day a week is not enough. Okay, so we have to hold them accountable, whatever that is. If you're meeting with a player two or three times, if you're if you're a school coach and you're getting with your players two or three times a week and you tell them, hey, I need you to watch this film to understand and study what this player is doing. I need you to study what it is that you're doing. I need you to come in on your own three days a week and get after Dr. Dish or the or the other or the shooting machine and and. You know, shoot for 30 minutes. You know, give me 200 makes on your own. They have to be held accountable for their development. And then the last thing I do is patience. You know, they got to understand that skill development is a process. It takes time to see real skill development. Skill development is a journey. It's not a destination. So they have to be patient with themselves. They have to be patient with learning their skills and abilities to get to where they want to go. So those are just some of the things that I do when it comes to core values. Your core values could be completely different. Uh, you may only have one or two. But when I was putting this together, I kind of got to thinking about what I expect from the players. And those are some of the things. So those are some of the core values that I have. Now, when it comes to your philosophy on skill development, um, you know, I just keep it. I just keep it simple. I, I, you know, there are a lot of different drills and, you know, I've seen coaches use Use cones in all different ways, medicine balls, tennis balls, two balls, three balls, chairs, um, agility ladders, vests, parachutes, uh, hurdles, tables, uh, boxing gloves, all different things to help develop players. Me, I'm just keeping it simple. I, I don't really use a whole lot of equipment. I used to. I've been through that phase. Um, I used to use an agility ladder um, at the beginning of every session to work on some footwork. I used to do uh, tennis ball drills all the time. I used to do a lot of two ball drills, and I'm not against that, but that's just not the that's just not the place that I'm that I'm in at this particular time. Now I will say this: if I have a player and I can't get their attention with the one ball stationary or the one ball on the move, then I might throw two balls at them just to give them something different. Or I might have them do a tennis ball drill so they can understand, look, you know, you're not dribbling as quick as you think you need to, uh, just to kind of get their attention. And once I get their attention, then we can go back to, you know, the regular one-ball drills. But then if I see that they're getting bored with that again, then I might have them do something different. So it's all depending on, on what your objective is and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, But – my philosophy is keep the lines of communication open with the players. You know, you have to inform them how they're progressing. You know, they need to know where they are, what the plan is, uh, you know, what's going on, all that. You know, so you have to communicate with them. If a player doesn't know if they're getting better or if they're maintaining, they're going to lose interest. So you have to constantly tell them that they're on the right track. 
even if they're not seeing the success that they want to see. Even if you're working with a player and you're working with them on their on their shooting mechanics and they're missing shots, but you can tell that they're making progress because the changes that you wanted to see in their shot are coming, but they're just not making them. You have to continue to encourage that player and let them know, hey, this is going to turn you're on the right track. So we got to keep the lines of communication open. Um, they need to know where they are, what the plan is. Like I said, uh, make sure the players know you, the coach, is there to help them get better. But ultimately, again, it's up to them um, to, to take ownership of their development. So, you know, we have to let them know that, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to offer advice, keep you going in the right direction, keep you on track. But ultimately, you have to take ownership of your of your development. So that's that's one of the of the, you know, how to create a skill development plan. I, I just think that's important um, to have those things, because when you put together your training session, if you're if you have a philosophy of, you know, I like to be innovative, I like to lose, use a lot of different drills, I like to do all these different types of things, then that's going to be reflecting in your training. But if you're more old school and, and you know, you like to keep things more simple. And when I say old school, I mean, you know, I just some, – some coaches just fly. I just need the ball in the basket. If that's the way you are, cool. That's going to be reflected in how you do your, your skill development. So it's important to kind of know. And then there are some people that's, that's a little bit both. You know, they kind of ride the fence. They like to be a little innovative to keep the kids' attention. But then – their core could be, I'm going to be more old school, whatever is, whatever you, because ultimately at the end of the day, there's really, there's no one way to do it. Okay. There are multiple ways to do it. Some are better than others, obvious, but it really comes down to that coach's philosophy. And can you teach? Cause it's not necessarily drillers. Can you teach within that drill to help that player get from point A to point B? And that's something we'll get into here in a minute. All right. So, after you've established your core values and your philosophy, uh, I think it's really, really important for, for coaches of teams, and this is number two, for coaches of teams to develop a player checklist. Now, if you're a private skill development coach like myself, you can also have a checklist, but my checklist is going to be more extensive than, let's say, a high school coach. And and the reason why I say that is because I coach players that might play in different types of systems. So if I'm a high school coach and I have a team that, that runs a lot of pick and roll, then what we're going to do is, you know, I know my, my, my ball handler is going to have to do certain, certain things off the pick and roll. They're going to have to read these different coverages. So he, may have, he or she may have to be able to split a pick and roll. They may have to be able to shoot behind the screen. They may have to be able to take two dribbles to the elbow and hit the jump shot. They might have to be able to reject the screen and go baseline. Uh, but any skill that you see that they need, then you're going to kind of add that to your list. Now, you could be as general or as specific as you want. Okay? You can be as general or as specific as you want. But, you know, you can, in, instead of on your checklist, it doesn't necessarily have to say, I want my player to to have these five finishes. It could just say I need them to be able to finish around the rim. I need them to be able to hit the weak side, to hit the weak side shooters. 
I need them to be able to uh, make passes off the dribble. And then you can get specific with your passes during your training session. So if you're coming off the screen and you got your big and they're rolling or popping, what type of passes are they going to have to be able to make to hit that, that player? Are they going to be able to have to make an over-the-shoulder pass, behind-the-back pass, is the pocket pass? Are they going to have to pick it up and pivot? And then what you do is you then take those actions and you, you drill them. You make them into drills. That's why I said even in my presentation that some of the best drills come from your offense and not necessarily YouTube. So if, if your team uh, run a lot of side pick and roll, then the, act, the, the action of coming off that side pick and roll are going to be drills that you can work on. In a one-on-o session, um, you know, against without a defense, with a defense, you know, with the bigs, you know, just the point guards, the point guards and the wings, you know, the ball handling the wings, the, 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 the wings could be on the opposite side. And you can, you know, it's just so much that you can do. It just really depends on what type of offense that you're running, but you can break them down into, into actions and so no actions can turn into drills. So, um, yeah, so develop a player checklist. So we're talking about how to create a skill development plan. The first thing is you got to establish a core value and philosophy. The second thing is you got to develop a player checklist. Now, number three, you have to assess your player's skills. Okay, this is big. If you're if you're a school coach, I know you're gonna you're gonna already have a good idea of where your players are skill wise. You know, who does well, you know, you, you'll you know, okay, well, my point guard, I man, he's great on ball defender, but he is horrible off the ball. Or he's a great defender, good on ball, great off ball, uh, does a great job of communicating, but he can't hit an open jump shot to save his life. So so you, you have these different assessments. You have to assess every player's skill and their abilities. Um and then you need to come up with where they need to improve, you know. So where they need to improve to be able to help the team. Okay, have conversations with that player. Now, this is this is important. You have to have a conversation, okay, you know. And I feel like I know we right now we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic and, and coaches, you are limited possibly with the access you have to your players. But I think this is a great – this is also a great time for you to sit down and think about every player assessing their skills and you could tell them, Hey, these are the two to three things I want you to work on. I feel like for you to be successful next year, to help our team be successful, I need you to do this. I need you, you know, to be able to knock down that open three pointer, that spot up three. I don't, I'm not really necessarily concerned about you creating so much off the dribble, but I need you to be able to spot up and hit that jumper. I need you to uh, be able to come off a pin down and catch and shoot. I need you to be able to attack closeouts. Whatever it is that you want them to be able to do. And it doesn't, and, and again, when we're talking about this, it doesn't have to be something fancy. It doesn't have to be something over the top. You know, you can FaceTime your players and tell them two or three things you want them to work on. And then how to work on them. You know, or you can you can type it up, you know, you can tell it to them, type it up email it to them or text it to them and say, hey, these are some things I want you to work on. And then tell them why. So tell them the areas, 
that they struggle. Tell them why you want them to improve it and how it's going to help them be a better player and what it could mean for them, but then tie it in with the team. Okay? We, we all know that there's no I in team, but a, but a player wants to hear what's, what's in it for them. You know, they want to hear what's in it for them. Even if, they are, even if they are a good player or even if they are a good team player, ultimately they still want to hear well, what's in it for me. So if you tell them, hey, I think this is really going to help you get ready for next year, you know, you could be one of those players that help lead us to district or, or whatever. And I'm not saying blow a bunch of fluff and a bunch of smoke up their butt, but just being honest with them and letting them know, hey, for our team to be successful, because sometimes you got to play a little psychological games with your players. Like, hey, man, hey, for us to be for us to be good next year, I'm gonna need you to do this. And this gonna be this gonna be a big part of our team. I need you to step up. That's what I need you to do. We we depending on you. You're telling that to every player, but still though, that player has to feel like they're needing, they're important. Um, I would never, um, I would never ask a coach to tell a player that they're gonna get so much playing time or they're gonna get this and get that. But hey. Our team needs you because you because you you're not you're not lying. You do need them, um, but hey, we I need you to do this. And this is what I need you to do. I need you. Hey, you shot thirty three percent from three point line last year. Okay, I need you to bump that up to about thirty eight. So this is what I need you to do to work on that. I need you to make even if it's something specific or, or as general as I need you to make a hundred threes a day, spot ups twenty from five different spots. I need you to do that every day. Um, so just, just giving them that information will, uh, will help big time. So you got to assess your players skills. Okay. So how to put together a skill development plan. Number one, we got to have a, um, I'm sorry. Number one, we got to have, uh, our philosophy and core values. We got to come up with that. Number two, develop a player checklist. Number three, uh, assess your player skills. Number four, now, once you assess your player skills, you got to set a goal, okay? We, we got to set a goal. What do you want to improve? What do you want the player to improve? Um, allow your players to have a say, okay? Hear them out as far as their skills. Not, not Again, not their role. Not their role on the team, but just hear them out. Hey, you know, you can tell them, hey, you know, I was thinking about this. I was looking at some game film. You know, tell me, tell me what, what do you think you need to, what do you think you need to improve over the summer? What, what, what's your plans? What, what areas do you think you need to get better in? Hear what they say. Um, and then I think then you, you tell them what you think. Y'all might be on the same page. So, you know, allow them to have some say doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, cause here's the thing during the summer, it's about the player. The player is going to be selfish. They should be selfish when it comes to their development. And so that player may say, well, coach, I want to get better at creating off the dribble. And you might say, okay, well, cool. You know, that, that's great. But what I need you to do also is to make sure you can knock down that, that corner three. I need you to make sure you can knock down, you know, that wing jumper. I need you to be able to come off this screen. Okay, so I want you to work on creating off the dribble. But I want you to work on creating when you catch the ball off the screen or when that extra pass is made to you and that closeout 
is coming hard. That's how I want you to create. I don't want you to spend a lot of time with the ball in your hands, making three or four or five different dribble moves, and then trying to get a shot. Because our offense is not going to allow that. I need you to work on creating this way. But just hearing them out, I think it's good for a player to to, to hear from that coach and to have that open dialogue, um, just kind of get their thoughts on what they think they need to improve. So after you set your goal, number five, develop your objectives to help to help you reach that goal. Okay, so let's say, for instance, you're talking to a player and you say, hey, here's what I, I think you need to improve. I think you need to improve your, your three-point shooting. And it could be a number of things that affect their three-point shooting. It could be something as simple as you don't get up enough reps, or it could be something, um, something like they're not on balance. You know, they lean too much to the left, or they put all their weight on their right, or when they're catching on the move, you know, they're on their toes too much and they're leaning forward and they're, and they're top heavy and it gets them off balance, whatever it could be. So whatever that is, now you're going to look at objectives. So what, what did this player need to be able to improve or adjust to help them become a better three-point shooter? Is it their hand placement? Do they have a thumb flick? Um, you know, do, is it their follow-through? Is it their balance? Is it their hips? Are they not square? You know, do they dip their shoulder? You know, do they have a do they not have enough arc on their shot? It could be a number of different things, but what you do is you you look at that skill and then you break it down. So if it's shooting, and let's say you have a player that has a low release, uh, they push the ball, their hand is not underneath the ball. So you know, okay, well, we gotta work on them lifting the ball up. So I think if I can get them to lift the ball up more they can improve their three-point shooting. So that would be their objective. Uh, they're off balance. That could be their objective, getting them on balance. Um, it could be that they're top-heavy. That could be their objective. I got to get them more on balance. I got to get them back in their hips, and I got to get them uh, getting their hand up underneath the ball and pushing up and having a good follow-through. So those could be the objectives that you feel like is going to help them Become a better three-point shooter. Okay? So those are your those could be your objectives. So uh, let's move on to number six. Now we get into your skill development strategy. So you know what your goal is. You know what your objectives are. They help you reach your goal. And now we're going to get into the strategy. So the strategy is going to be, well, and this could be based on the season that you're in, um, but the type of training do I need to get with this player in a one-on-one setting or is this something I can do in a group? Okay, so if if you're working on something specific with a player shot, you may say, you know what, let's just me and you get together 30 minutes or 20 minutes, two days a week or three days a week. Before practice or after practice, um, it could be on, you know, in the mornings, before school, it could be after school, you know, whatever whatever it is. But it's your type of training. It's one-on-one training. And then you want to look at, is it one-on-one or group training? Then you want to look at the number of days a week. How often do we want to get in the gym? You know, and a lot of things can affect that. That could be if you're a high school coach, you know, gym availability, or other sports you're using it, other activities, you know, all these different things can affect that. So you want to look at the number of days a week that you can get in the gym. And then you want to look at how long you want to be in the gym to be able to, 
help this player's shooting if he's got mechanical problems? Do we need to be in the gym for an hour? Do we need to be in the gym for, you know, 45 minutes? Can it be done in 20 to 30 minutes? What is it, what is it going to take for us to, to, to really work on this, on his shooting? And then you have the length of the plan. So if we were in school now, and let's say, you know, it's, it's about to be April, and school is out at the end of May, do I want to do this for eight weeks? We're going to work on this for eight weeks. Then when the summer comes, I'm going to give you something to do at home. And then every time we get together as a team, I'm going to work with you for 10 to 15 minutes to make sure that you're still on track. Okay. But what's the length of the plan? So the length of the plan could be eight weeks. It could be six weeks. It could be three months. It could be two weeks. However long you think it's going to take for that player to be able to achieve their goal. Okay. Number seven. Activities for each strategy. So what are the activities that we're going to need to uh, go with our strategies, which in turn helps our objectives, which help us reach our goal? Okay. So activities. So our drills. Okay. Now, our drills, I've said this in in the podcast before. I've said this on my presentation. The drills are the easy part. It's basically the vehicle. Okay, so when we make an assessment, I look at it like this. Excuse me. I look at it like this. We are um, like a GPS. Okay, we're using a GPS. If I want to go from my house to Chicago, the GPS is going to ask me where I want to go. Right. I'm going to type in Chicago, Illinois or L.A. or New York or. Memphis, okay? I'm going to type in that address or the city that I want to go to. But it's also going to ask me where I want to start. Okay, it's going to ask me where I want to start. Now, I can put, I can turn on my my location on my phone. It could pick up where I'm at and it'll tell me, oh, okay, from this location, it's going to take you this long to get to, it's going to take you this long to get to your destination. And I could be real specific. You know, I only want to take highways. I want to avoid tollways. All these different things I can put in there that can affect my route to get to my destination, right? And so then it's going to ask me, you know, how am I traveling? By car? Am I walking? Am I biking? Am I taking public transportation? Or am I taking an airplane? Okay. So we have to understand that when we're doing drills, our drills is what gets us from point A, which is our assessment, which is where we are. Our drills are used to help us to get from point A to point B, which is where we want to be, which is our goal. So I'm struggling as a three-point shooter. Here are my strategies and my activities to help me get to my goal, which is point B. So the drills is the easy part. Every coach has a mentor, friend, colleague, somebody that's in basketball. They have a website or books that they can purchase or websites they can go to and get drills. That's the easy part, okay, because uh, drills are so accessible nowadays, okay? 
but it's what we're teaching within that drill that's really going to help us get from point A to point B. All right. So try. I know I know a lot of coaches love drills, but let's not get too caught up in drills and how cool the drill looks and who's doing what drill and what NBA players are doing this drill and that drill. That's the easy part. You can always get drills. But we have to know what we're doing from the moment we're assessing our players, understanding what skills they need, and then giving them the skills that they want to achieve and the, and the skills we want them to achieve to help our team be a winner, and then using drills to help them get to that to that destination. Okay? Uh, film study. You know, games, practice, skill development, using film. Film does not lie. Film does not lie. So if a player is struggling with a particular skill in the game, show them those clips. And it doesn't have to be 30, 40 minutes. It may be five to seven minutes. You know, if a player is struggling with their shot, you may have three to five minutes of video clips of showing them their shooting. You might show them one to two minutes of, of them missing shots, one or two minutes of them making shots, and then talk about the difference between the two. And say, hey, we're going to get in the gym 15 minutes before practice or 15 minutes after practice, and we're going to really concentrate on you shooting this particular way because you're making shots shooting it this particular way. So we want to make this more of a habit. So those are some of the things that you can do with film. If you're a skill development trainer and you don't have access to, to Synergy and some of these other clips um, and access to, to video clips that some of these trainers have and coaches have, which I'm jealous of because I don't have access to it, um, you may have to use the player um, to, to be able for them to be able to see what they're doing. So what I mean is what I like to do is when I'm working with a player and they need to improve on their shooting form, I record them the first day they come in how their shot look, off the dribble, spotting up, on the move. And then what we do is as time goes on, four, five, six weeks down the road, I record them again and I do a side-by-side comparison. And they are wild usually in how much they've improved because they can, they can really see the difference. So video is a great way to show a player's progress. Um, or show a player where they're lacking. So film study is a great is a great activity to have for your for each strategy. Um, and then we got control competition, one on one, two on two, three on three. We got advantage and disadvantage drills, uh, two on one, three on two, four on three. You have your one on two, two on three. So it just kind of depends on how you want to do it, but it's controlled. So in a controlled environment. I can do a one-on-one drill that gives the offense an advantage, or I can do a drill where there is no advantage, but they're playing one-on-one. Or I can do a drill where the offense has an advantage against a defender, and then when they attack, there's a second defender coming over, and they have to you know, work on finishing. Or it could be a shooting drill. Players struggling with someone closing out, I can come up with a drill to where they're catching and shooting as a defender running at them, closing out from different angles. Uh, real quick tidbit, uh, closeouts don't always come from, from underneath the basket, so it's good to work on closeouts from different angles. Sometimes players are closing out from uh, laterally, and sometimes they're closing out from behind. So it's just something good to kind of mix up. Okay. 
All right, so that is all that I have for y'all today. We're talking about how to create a skill development plan. I have seven tips for you. Number one, establish your core values and philosophy. Number two, develop a player checklist. Number three, uh, assess your player's skills. Number four, set a goal. Number five, develop your objectives to help your player reach that goal. Number six, a skill or uh, skill development strategies. Number seven are activities for each strategy. Now, everybody's plan could be can be different. You, you, I don't want you to think there has to be one certain way to do it. Um, I was playing around with it the other day. For some of you that may know, I have a nine-year-old daughter that's playing basketball, and I told her, I said, you know what? This summer, we're going to come up with a little plan for you. And um, I came up with a plan. I typed it up. You know, and, you know, I had everything that we talked about on there. It was just one sheet. It, it wasn't several sheets. Um, it wasn't overly detailed, but it just came up with, I think, two or three different skills I feel like she needed to work on. I asked her her opinion. And as a nine-year-old, she told me, she was like, Dad, I need to get better at, you know, handling the ball versus pressure. And I said, okay. Now, I have to admit, she's heard me say that before. We've talked about that. And, you know, but she's listens and she knows she can spit that information back out to me. So, you know, just asking, you know, what do you think you need to work on? And then when you get ready to put it together, you you think about what that player said. Does it fit your system? Does it fit with with your team and what you're trying to accomplish? And then you put the put together that plan that that can help your team. So uh, if any of y'all that's listening, you want to kind of take a look at that. I mean, even though it's for a nine year old. Uh, uh, just let me know and I can, and I can email you something so you can kind of see what it looks like, but it's real general. Uh, just, you know, it, it kind of tells you a little bit of, of, about her, uh, about our plan and what I think, you know, she should do and how we're going to do it. And, you know, so, um, it's just, it's just something that help keep you, you know, organized and on track. So, you you do your plan, and then there are some other things you can do after that, which we'll talk about uh, on another on another podcast. But I just think that's that's really good to make sure that you have. You want to make sure that you have a plan that that that's put together that's going to help your player stay on track, stay organized for a certain time period. And again, that could be six weeks. It could be a month, it could be three months, it could be a year, it could be whatever you want it to be, but putting together a plan, you know. All right, so I appreciate everybody that's listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Y'all be sure to subscribe. Uh, also, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or, or Google Podcasts, any podcast platform that you can give me a rating. Um, if you like this episode, give me a give me a five star rating. Uh, I'm trying to share this game as much as possible with as many people as possible. So the more ratings I have, the more people hear about the show. Uh, don't be don't be afraid to 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 share this on social media. Um, but you know, I just appreciate everybody. I, I really do. I I say that a lot, but I'm I'm humbled by the number of people that reached out after the uh, presentation. And I just love sharing the game because I know when I first started, there were no podcasts, there were no 
hardly any websites and you couldn't find information. Coaches didn't want to share. They wanted to keep everything in a tight circle. So I understand um, what it's like to um, have a passion for something and not really know which direction to go in. So if, if you're listening to this and when I say you can literally, you can literally reach out to me, I email you back. Seriously, you can you can email me and I and I email you back. I try to email you back um, as soon as I can. I I would have to be super busy for me not to be able to to email you back. So if you have any questions, need help with anything, uh, just let me know. I've I've jumped on some consultation calls with some coaches before, and we've talked about the game and different things with skill development. So y'all yeah, be sure to to reach out to me. So I'm a I am on Twitter. And Instagram at MBNB Ball. If you give me a follow, I'm pretty sure I'll follow you back. Unless you got, you know, if you're if you're just if you got a Twitter account and you just go in there to watch or to learn things and you're not posting, if I see that you don't post anything, I probably won't follow you. But uh I try to follow people back. Uh check out my website, tjonesfirm.com, and my book, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Learn everything that, that that's in my book, um, even a couple of quotes for, or testimonials from some different cultures that have actually read the book. And what I talked about today, uh, again, was on my presentation. And if you go to, um, uh, I can't think of the website, but it's Coaches uh, Summit, summit.coachesclinic.com. I had to look it up real quick. <laughs> It's summit.coachesclinic.com. You click on replays and you scroll down to um, March 25th, and I would be on there. You can click on it, watch the video. And if you, and oh, anybody that's listening, if you want my notes from my slides, um, reach out to me. Send me an email at info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. You send me an email. Um, I have like 34 pages. That uh that I put together and I could shoot that to you, and basically what I did was I went through and I added some notes for each. I created two. I put two documents together. So I have the slides from the presentation, and then I created a document of notes that go with some of those different slides, and I put them together. So it's thirty four pages, but I don't want you to think it's thirty four pages full of notes. Half of that is just you know, the slides itself. And then the other half is, is some slides with the notes. So if you want that, just shoot me an email, info at tjonesfirm.com, and I'll shoot that to you. Um, but until next time, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. God bless.